Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host, and this is my podcast, which hit... 3,000 downloads at the weekend. Uh, Thank you very much. Listen, I'm really happy with that. Like you wouldn't believe. Of course, would I not like 300,000? Yeah, of course I would. (laughs) But I have got to learn to be patient. I've only actually had this podcast live now for probably less than five months. And then initially I was only doing like one episode a week. Um, And to be honest with you, it's taken me a long time to find my feet with podcasting because I'm doing everything by myself. So obviously I record my own podcast and then I produce my own podcast and post it. And I'm doing all these social media by myself and everything that goes with it. And I've had to learn all about different platforms. And listen, I won't bore the tits off you, but... Yeah, I'm pretty much doing everything by myself. So for me to hit 3,000 in five months, I am very chuffed. But I'd also like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for following my journey as I'm sort of getting my feet in podcasting, as I'm listening to my journey to motherhood and all sorts of random shit that I talk about. And also my guest speakers who have been incredible. And I'm so grateful for the people that have come on uh, my show as guest speakers. And I'm telling you now, this is just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. This is really just the very start of it all. So yeah, I'm really chuffed. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Always say three thank yous for gratitude, of course. Um, And keep listening. I hope you keep listening. And honestly, I really do hope you keep sharing. Um, I've had a crazy week this week. Um, I'm so sorry if it sounds like I'm a spit spitty in the mouth. I've actually got a bit of hay fever. I have never had hay fever in my life. And now all of a sudden, my nose feels like a tap. Um, I look like I've put pepper and salt in my own eyes. And I'm sneezing. It's it's almost like um, that the sneezes have got so much spray in them that I could possibly clean a windscreen of a car. You know, when you press your windscreen wiper and you want some fluid and it goes, that's how it feels. It's like, it's almost like, no, Sally, say it, don't spray it, bitch. It's that bad. It's that bad. So I can't take any, you know, they say, oh, take an anti-allergy tablet like a Puritan or a Pirates or whatever, Benadryl or whatever it is that you can get. I, I fucking fall asleep. I can't take them. I'll literally be asleep within about half an hour. I'm like, 
that's it, gone. But last night was really bad to the point where I was so heavy in my head, like really heavy. I fucking passed out at 9.30 on the bed, fully clothed. And um, Roman came and got in bed at about two o'clock in the morning. I still had my clothes on. Scott, bless him, had come upstairs at about like 11 o'clock. Noticed that I was fast asleep and thought, you know what, fuck it, she's fucked. I'm going to go and sleep on the sofa. But then he came up to bed at about four o'clock in the morning and had to try and get in bed with me and Roman. And then I woke up this morning and it's just, it actually reminded me of a night on the piss. And (laughs) do you know what? I don't know if you listened and to episode 27, which is the one before this one, when I was talking about on the piss, it is one of the best British expressions ever. Now, if you don't live in the UK and you're thinking, what does on the piss mean? It means going out drinking alcohol. OK, going out and getting pretty wasted. Um, but on the piss isn't just going for a, a, a sort of like a cocktail with the girls and then going home. It's literally going out most of the night, right? Pretty much all night and then getting in at the dirty hours of the morning. And that's how I felt this morning. I felt like I'd had a night on the piss. I still had my makeup on. My hair was matted because this is how skanky I am. I actually did my Peloton last night before I fell asleep on the bed. So I was sweaty. I was in my gym kit. My leggings, oh, I can't even tell you the heat that was actually being emitted from my crutch was just ridiculous. I'm sure I could have probably cooked an egg on my own ass. It was like, because leggings, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to offend, but leggings for a woman, they can generate a hell of a lot of fucking heat in the crutch. We all know it, girls, don't we? Don't deny it. So, yeah, it was a hot zone, like full on, a furnace almost, I'd like to describe it as. So I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, like a mouth, like I'd licked a flip-flop, that sort of feeling. Yeah, not sexy, but um, yeah, hay fever, that's what it is. It's nothing else, <laughs> nothing that exciting, just a bit of hay fever. But somebody's told me to eat locally sourced honey. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. Where I live, there's a, a nice little bakery in the next village. And apparently, I don't know the truth in this, but apparently they keep bees on the roof. If you live in Cheshire, apparently this is in Frodsham, you'll be familiar with the Devonshire Bakery. Now, I've been told that they, the guy actually who owns the bakery actually keeps bees on the roof. And then he harvests the honey and sells the honey in the bakery. And they've something that I've heard from... Actually, one of my friends who's in, I think it was Gabby who's a naturopath, actually. I don't know if it was her, um, but it was somebody. I think, I think it actually might be the little man who works at the herbalist in Frodsham said to me, eat locally sourced honey. But there's a thing about it. You hear it quite a lot, don't you? Eat locally sourced honey. So that's what I'm going to try and do is get some honey down me and see if that helps. Because otherwise, I'll just be, I'll honestly, just be asleep most of the time if I started taking anything else. Anyway, moving on. If you have hay fever, I'm sure that you'll totally sympathise with me. Yeah, so this week's been pretty hectic. Hay fever, and then on top of that, Roman got his hands on the pseudocreme. Holy shit. If you follow me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, you will have seen the picture. Now, of course, I was in hysterics because I genuinely thought that this was the only sort of thing that ever happened in the movies or on television. I genuinely thought, or people set it up. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, look at my kid. Oh, ha ha, fuckity ha. Look at them. They've put their hands in the pseudocreme and they've rubbed it all over the bedroom and all over their faces. No, this shit really happens. It really, really happens. So I went for a wee. That's all I did was go for a wee. And if you've got kids or if you've got pets, because let's be honest, you can't piss on your own if you've got a dog. They like to come and sit and watch you. Milo's been watching me now for 11 years. So I'm already used to this, okay? 
So in our house, you wee with the doors open. Obviously, my husband doesn't. He's allowed to go for a private piss. Not me. No, I have to leave all the fucking doors open. So the doors are all open. I've got one of the dogs in the toilet with me and Roman's running around upstairs. Now, I'm in the ensuite, like to our bedroom, but all the doors are open upstairs anyway. So he can run around and I can hear him. And he's running into my room and then he runs out and then he goes and gets in his own room. And I thought, oh, he's just running. He's running around. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. And it's when it goes silent, isn't it? It's like, hang on a minute. What the fuck is he up to? So I was just sort of sat there for a minute and I was like, I'm just having a wee. I'm just having a wee. And I had my phone out. And that was the worst thing you can ever do is sit on the toilet with your phone. Because all of a sudden, before you know it, two minutes have passed. And there's a lot that a toddler can do in two minutes, believe me. So I suddenly thought, hang on a minute. Where is he? Roman, Roman, come in here. Come in here, mate. Come in here. Oh my God, he had, he'd used the hot, like there was half a pot of pseudocreme left and it had all gone. And he came in holding it and he'd actually created a beard. He'd given himself a full, have a look at the picture. I'm no, no shit. A full pseudocreme beard, rubbed it in beautifully into his face. And it was just underneath his eyes as it sat, like a big white beard, down his neck, all over his jumper, in his hands, on his trousers, in his hair. Then I went, oh no. <laughs> so I'd laugh <laughs> How can you lose your shit? How can, and you just can't, can you? You just can't. It took me five years to have him. I'm not, I just can't get across it. I just started laughing. I was like, oh, mate. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. What the hell does the rest of the house look like? So obviously I like, you know, finished my lavatory business and then I said right come on let's let's go and have a look oh my god it was on his duvet in his bedroom on his on his little bed rail that he's got all over his bed rail it was all over his monkey oh, Roman sleeps on those jelly cat monkeys Pfft, he just can't live without it he absolutely adores that monkey all over monkey all over his chest it was everywhere it was absolutely everywhere so I was like right come on and then he obviously got a bit upset and he was like whoa I was like listen you don't get upset mummy's just thinks it's very funny just stand still I said take a because <laughs> you've got to get a photo <laughs> so we've got some pictures of him finally got him stripped off he was fine but he'd rubbed it into his nose so i mean i was picking pseudocrum out of it for like three days afterwards it's been a nightmare so anyway i managed to get him into the bath could i get it out of his hair it was glued in that's the only place i couldn't get it out of i got it out of monkey i got it everything just goes in the washing machine in my house it's a bit like i think i mentioned this before about the dishwasher the washing machine is exactly the same everything just goes in so everything's gone in the dishwasher but i can't get out of his hair so i had to use my own shampoo and conditioner which i don't really like to do with roman i i like to use all like just completely natural stuff for him but yeah there wasn't it wasn't shifting the pseudocreme and in the end i ended up washing it about four times and then he was getting really upset so i thought right mate just you know what? it doesn't matter it's not a big deal you can just go to school tomorrow looking a little bit like a badger okay so he did <laughs> I had to drop him off at nursery the next morning and he still had like two big white streaks down the sides of his head. But actually, he's had a whale of a time. So I don't care. Funny though, because I actually posted it on my Facebook account, like my private one, my um, adventures page as well. And also the uh, the adventures Instagram page. And it's amazing how 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 many times it's actually happened. And I genuinely just thought this was like something that was staged or just put on the television programme or like on movies or something. Oh, look at the kids with the pseudogram. Whoa, 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 funny, funny, ha, ha. But actually, no, it's happened loads. It's happened loads. Loads of my friends are like, oh, my God, this has happened to me. So, yeah, it actually made me feel like it's a... 
I'm all right. I didn't, I didn't feel so alone after that because it was just weird. But anyway, it's all done now. And he's had a great time, to be honest with you. And to be fair, everything got cleaned and went on the line because it was lovely weather. <laughs> right. One thing that I keep getting lots of messages about is... And believe me, I don't mind. I, I love in, I love people reaching out and sending me messages. But I keep getting a lot of messages saying, what are you doing next with regards to fertility? Are you trying for another baby? Which I, I am more than happy to share. I don't mind sharing that at all. So I've obviously done my journey to motherhood um, story, which is in four parts, which I have to say thank you so much for the response and the support. It was really lovely um, as to how I had Roman. And it was I actually had a lovely message from a lady called Michelle, who I actually went to the gym with, but I bumped into her in Marks and Spencer's and had a lovely chat with her. And she just had another little boy called Clay. He's absolutely gorgeous. And I said to her, listen, Michelle, if, it's, if you fancy, have a listen to my podcast. And I'm not joking. She's been so supportive and shared it so much. So I'm so grateful to Michelle. I really, really am. Uh, but she sent me the most loveliest message saying that she had friends. And in fact, her sister all gone through IVF and she didn't realise the, uh, the sort of the magnitude of what actually goes into it until she listened to my podcast. And she was so honest and it really made me think, oh, what an amazing lady that she's been so honest and sort of said that she in fact, I think she said she feels like a bit of an ignorant cow. But obviously, of course, she isn't. But it's, it's so true. Unless you've been through it, I, I was never aware of it until I went through it. I genuinely never even thought. I didn't even think that with IVF, you have to inject into your stomach and you have to go through all these weird phases. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. So it was so lovely to hear from somebody who is a mum themselves and can just empathise and sympathise as a woman with other women and just show um, like a, a beautiful, uh, like a virtual hug and support. It was really lovely. So yeah, what is the next step in my journey? Well, I did actually have another round of IVF last year. I think I have mentioned this at some point. I don't, I don't think I went into it too much though, but I had one embryo left in the freezer so I had just the one embryo which when they actually harvested it from me which was oh, blimey, like four years ago now it was one of the last ones to really develop but they have to wait for it to get to a certain stage before they say all right we'll freeze it because you have to pay for it to be frozen so I'd pay for him to be frozen for a couple of years and then last year we decided to right okay we're going to go for it but they were going to do a natural cycle, which means that I would obviously calculate when I was going to be ovulating. And, you know, you have to do those wee on sticks where you've got to see when you're ovulating. And then you've got to work out from the first day that you come on as to when they can transfer. But my um, ovulation was just all over the place. It just wasn't. Sometimes I was like ovulating like almost like four days before I came on. Very, very strange. So they said, right, we'll give you an injection cycle which just doesn't bother me. So I was fine. So I had to inject um, as soon as I came on and then sort of get myself prepared for them to take the embryo out. So I'd been injecting and I was a bit wired. I'm not going to lie. It was like a lot of female male hormones going crazy on me. And then um, they took the embryo out in the morning. And this was a horrible waiting game. So what you're waiting for then is, so they'll say to you, right, we're going to take it out in the morning. And then you have to wait for it to defrost. Okay. So when you're waiting for it to defrost, it's almost like, yeah, it's just the shittest feeling ever because they have to wait for it to grow naturally as well. And it's, it's got to show some sort of form of improvement and as though it's getting bigger. Um, and uh, yeah, I got the call that it um, it hadn't survived the defrosting process. So the embryo had defrosted. Um, I believe that it just didn't grow. That's what it was. So it wasn't showing any signs of going any further. So they actually cancelled the transfer, which was horrendous and it was heartbreaking I remember sitting on the downstairs loo I was actually having a wee when they called me um 
And that was really hard, actually, because I was jacked on hormones and I had to fucking phone Scott because Scott was waiting for me to give him the call. So who's going to come and meet me at the clinic? So it was shit for him as well at the same time. But I was so wired. That's when I first reached out to Jackie Fairweather. Now, if you have listened to Jackie's um, guest spot on the show. She's incredible. She's DTOS trained in acupuncture. She's based on the Wirral and she's amazing. But when I first met her, she was just like, okay, you've, you're, you're fucking high on hormones. And it, I genuinely was. I was not like a raging lunatic. So I'd, I'd hate to sort of disrespect myself like that. And and I think, you know, I, I, I kind of had a, I had a grip of everything, but yeah, it was hard. It was really, really hard because come on, let's, let's be honest. We try and keep it together as much as we can. And then we just kind of lose it a little bit. So yeah, I ended up meeting up with Jackie and that's when I said, you know, you've just got to help me level myself back out again. And she did. And she did. And it was amazing. But then that's when I had to come to terms with the fact that obviously I'm getting older. I've been told that I've got low AMH. I've also been told I can still conceive naturally. Um, but this is this is the thing. I could keep trying and trying and trying from here onwards and not have anything happen. And if I try for IVF now they're very reluctant to actually use my eggs because of my age. So I'm 43 at the moment. I'm going to be 44 in July. So I have actually said, that's fine. Let's go down the route of an egg donor. It's something that we've both agreed on and we've we've done so much research into it as well. Now, there's a few people that have made comments. Again, I don't know if you've ever listened to my podcast before, but I often talk about people who just need to shut the fuck up and decide to give you their opinion when it's really not wanted. And this is so interesting what people will say to you. Okay, So I've had comments like, oh, but it won't really be yours, will it? Well, I'm sorry, but I disagree with you there because it is an egg and it is a gift. And that's how I see it. So it's an egg that's gifted, but at the same time, it's obviously then connecting with one of Scott's sperm and then it's being put into my womb and then I grow the baby, the fetus for nine months. So yeah, there's a huge percentage that comes from me, obviously because the, the placenta is created inside my body. So I don't listen to what other people say anyway, to be honest with you. But what I do is I want to share it because I just want you to understand the shit that people say, <laughs> the shit, the insensitive shit sometimes as well that people can come out with. Now, we are not going to stay in the UK for a donor. And we've made this decision simply on the fact that it's not anonymous. In the UK, um, I think at one point the wait list was like two years, but Recently, when I have inquired, it's actually about six months at the moment in the UK. So it's it's not a long lead time. Well, I say lead time. It's like you're waiting for a bloody car to get built, isn't it? But no, it's 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 not a long wait time for a donor in the UK at the moment. However, now don't quote me on this, but this is what's actually held me off in the UK is that once the donor egg has been obviously donated to yourself and then your child that's come from that egg it turns 18 your child can then go and look for their donor and I think it's the same with the donor the donor can come and look for the egg that they've donated and I don't want that so that's my personal opinion and my personal feelings and that's something that I won't feel very comfortable with. So we're going to be going to Spain, um, where actually we've heard some incredible success stories, where the eggs are donated anonymously. 
Um, they're obviously fully checked and you have to go, oh my God, I have to have loads, I've already had loads of blood tests and Scott's had loads of blood tests as well. And then we've sent them across to Spain to the clinic that we've chosen to go through. And then they obviously make sure that everything's compatible with the donor that they get. And I've had to send pictures of myself, pictures of Roman, uh, pictures of Scott as well, because they're trying to get the perfect match. But the only ball ache has been fucking COVID. <laughs> It's thrown a massive spanner in the works, but it's fine. I'm learning to be patient, but it's so fucking hard when you are, I'm 43 for fuck's sake. You know, I started trying for children when I was 36. It just feels like a lifetime away now. So, and I am, I, I would like another baby. I would like another baby. So this is where we're at at the moment. But because it's obviously taken this little bit longer and then we've had appointments, we were flying, we're not flying. Um, it's, it's all been up and down, on, off, on, off constantly. Scott, in this sort of period of time, has said, oh, do you know what? I am quite happy with just Roman. And I, like, I, I, I get that. I understand where he's coming from. But for me, it's like, well, I would really like another one. Then there's the conversation of, yeah, well, it's going, it is going to cost a lot of money. And, we're, you know, we're, that's fine. It is going to cost a lot of money. I think, I don't mind sharing it with you. I think it's just under 10 grand. And that's, um, you've got to bear in mind for flights and everything. Um, and hotel rooms. Um, I've not actually calculated it to the pound, but that's the sort of rough figure that we're looking at. And then I get where Scott's coming from. He's, you know, he's thinking like, oh, it's going to cost us 10 grand and it might not even work. So, and I see where he's coming from, but then actually I've been chatting to friends who've conceived naturally and uh, this it's so lovely. This is why if you are going through any sort of fertility treatment at the moment or you are on that baby making journey, don't be afraid to talk to mates about it. Don't be afraid to talk to women that you connect with and you feel that you're on their vibe straight away. Because if you feel comfortable to speak to that person, you're meant to. They're there for a reason. And I've had incredible conversations with fucking strangers. I'm not joking. Like people that I've just met at the bloody trampoline park with Roman. Um, Incredibly in-depth open conversations about uteruses, (laughs) vaginas and all sorts. But those conversations were meant to happen because with your story and with that other person's story, you're helping each other and it's like a massive connection. Oh, got very excited then and clearly gone off on one. But I suppose where I'm at, so I keep saying where I'm at, I'm fucking not there yet, Jesus. But I suppose what I'm trying to say is, is that, um, yes, we are going to go down the route of egg donor. It's been a bit on, off, on, off. And it might be, no, I was saying about my friend, wasn't I? My friend said exactly the same. She says that even when you're in a relationship where you can conceive naturally, you often get, she's the same with her husband. She says one minute, he's like, oh yeah, let's try for another one. Then it's like, oh no, I can't bother, we're happy with one. And she said, and then you add in the financial aspect as well. And it is, it's one of those uncomfortable conversations. But that's the whole part of being in a relationship, isn't it? It's a little bit of give and take and you've got to come to a mutual agreement. So, uh, yeah, we're getting there. That's all I'm going to say is we are getting there at the moment. Do you know what? Sometimes I just wish it was the 1970s and everybody was incredibly fertile and I could just easily get knocked up. (laughs) You've done that on purpose. No, I haven't. You shagging me. Oh, do you know what? Mary was so lucky with Jesus, wasn't she? She didn't have to make an effort at all. <laughs> lucky cow. Right, all I'm going to do is I'm going to keep writing it down in my journal and stick it. Oh, do you know what? I've just mentioned that without even thinking about it. Do you do a lot of writing down? Do you do a lot of, oh my Lord. I'm literally, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going off on a complete tangent here, but I'm going to share this. So I have got, I wouldn't call it a journal. 
It's my affirmation book. So have you ever read The Secret before by Rhonda Byrne? If that's a yes, then you've got to get one of these. If it's a no, read the book The Secret first and then get one of these. So um, a beautiful lady called Justine bought it for me. And it's basically like an affirmation book um, and you write in it every night. So you, you, it's so good. So as you open the pages, right, you've got your two pages in front of you. And on the left, you write down everything that you're thankful for that you have right now. So, for example, before I go to bed, I'll always do some deep breathing and I'll say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I'll say things like, thank you for my wonderful, beautiful baby boy. It's absolutely, you know, and then I'll say things like, just gush over Roman because you just adore him so much. And I'm so grateful for having a little boy. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my beautiful home. Thank you. Thank you for my podcast. Like, oh, you know, because I'm, I'm doing it. I'm actually doing it. So I'll say all the things that I'm grateful for right now. Then on the opposite page, you write your intentions, but you actually say thank you for what it is that you are bringing into your life that you don't have yet, but you thank it as though it's already here. So I always say, um, I'll share a couple of them with you. I'm not going to share all of them with you, okay? Because there's some things that I don't want you to know just yet. (laughs) So I'll say things like, um, um, oh my God, I can't think what I want to share. I'm happy to share anyway. Right, so I'll always say, here you go. Thank you for my beautiful family. Um, Or uh, I've got, um, what did I put the other day? Uh, I'm so grateful now that I have another baby and Roman is a big brother. That's what I put. So I'm so grateful now that our second baby is here and Roman is a big brother. It's wonderful to have two children in our family. And well, to be honest, I'd like another one after that. But well, that's uh, clearly another show in itself. Um, but that's what I do is write down intentions as though they're here. And it is incredible. I've been doing it for about a year now. And I'm not joking. Right. Example. I have been wanting a gardener for ages. So our lawns are quite big and I've been doing the gardens and the hedges and everything by myself now for four years, as well as working full time and raising a family. Don't get me wrong. I don't need a fucking violin. I'm just trying to tell you it's hardcore. Right. And I love strimming. I love the chainsaw. I love all of that crap. But I'm also quite dangerous with it, too. Okay. So I have been writing down for my intentions. I'm so grateful for our gardener. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I've really wanted a gardener for such a long time. <laughs> so grateful for our gardener. He does such a good job with the lawns and makes these incredible lines. <laughs> I've actually put that. I was reading it. This is last year I wrote this. So grateful he makes these incredible lines and he's trimmed the bushes perfectly. <laughs> This is so fucking sad, I know, but these are things that, like, it's like I've always wanted a guy. I'd, I want a, I'd like a cleaner as well. She's in there somewhere. She's not here yet physically, but she's coming. Um, anyway, I've got a gardener now. He's amazing, and I'm not joking. His lawnmower really does make the most fucking perfect lines. <laughs> I can't even believe I've shared that. Ah, oh, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Do you know what? I would really recommend getting one of these. I'll post a picture of it. I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram account. So give us a follow. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. It's a really lovely looking book. It's like a brown, it's only very small, um, but nice enough that you can write in as well. So it's like a small little brown leather book and it's got a little flap in it so it closes properly so it's all nice and secret. Oh, the secret secret. Of course it's secret. Um, But yeah, I think it's called like the secret journal or like an intention journal or something. I can't remember. I'll find it anyway. I got it from Amazon. It's like 10 quid, 12 quid, something like that. Um, They're really easy to find. And you know what? They make a really lovely gift as well for a friend. I know if you're stuck for something right now, you're going, oh, thank you, Sally. 
but they are. But I've actually got another spare one ready to go because I'm getting towards the end of this one now. Now, it's something I try and do religiously every night, but don't get me wrong, life gets busy. So sometimes I'll sit there and go, fucking hell, I've not done it for three weeks because I always put the date at the top. I always write the date at the top of my pages. And then and then I sit there. How it is, it, you know, what? it's a really lovely way to switch off at night and make sure that when you go in into dreamland, you're doing it positively. And it's and that's why I love it so much. So, yes, yeah, so you write down everything that you're grateful for at the moment and everything you're grateful for that you're about to receive as though you've got it. You literally, but it actually gives you instructions at the beginning of it anyway. Um, and, and you know, how to get yourself into the right mindset to be able to do it. Oh, do you know what? If you get one, let me know. Please, please let me know because I'd really love to know that it's, um, you know, that you're using it because it's something that's really changed my life and my lawns, to be honest with you. <laughs> Right. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I cannot thank you enough. And thank you so much for all the feedback as well after I hit 3000 downloads. Oh, it's getting bigger and better every day. If you're on social media, make sure that you reach out to me. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm now on TikTok as well. Plus, whatever platform you listen on, I'd be so grateful if you can drop me a five stars, even a review as well if you're on Apple Podcasts. And if you are loving what you're hearing, then share it around. The more shares that we get, the more people it can get to. And especially people who are struggling with fertility, maybe need a little bit of self-care, a bit of self-love. And as long as it's putting a smile on your face, oh well that's exactly what I wanted right have a wonderful week and I'll see you very soon thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends after all sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now